Hi, my name is Angie, and at the time of this recording, I'm 33 years old. This podcast was a book that I've turned into a 12-part story slash confessional. It is a story of the ebbs and flows of my life and love and all the complicated things I've experienced in between. It's honest, it's authentic, it's real, it's transparent, it's unfiltered. It's my truth, a truth I've learned to embrace, a truth I've had to confront, and a truth I've had to walk. Part 1. How it all began. When I was four years old, I'd stack Alison Babylon books under my pillow. I was far too young to read, but I believed that if I put them under my pillow, maybe, magically, I'd be able to read them when I woke up. My routine every night was the same, to stack Bibles under my pillow, lay a mini blanket and pillow down, and kneel down to say my prayers. And when I say prayers, I actually mean prayer, because I would repeat the same prayer almost every single night. Jesus, please help me to read. I'll never get married if I can't read. Amen. After my prayer, I'd climb back into bed, look down on the floor towards the mini blanket and pillow, and say in the sweetest, gentlest, childlike voice, Good night, Jesus, and I'd close my eyes. I know it sounds absurd, but growing up, I believed that God was with me, and in my innocence, I just didn't want Him to have nowhere to sleep if he was going to be around all night. There are a few things in my life that I've wanted more than to fall in love and to be married. If I could have gotten married at 17, I would have. But life has taught me that things don't always turn out the way that we want them to. Sometimes journeys can be complicated and painful, that love isn't as easy as they promised us in the movies or the songs. We don't always get the happy ending we're promised, and there are scars that we encounter along the way. It's never that easy. You spend your life in ponds kissing frogs, hoping that just one of them will turn into a prince, but they never do. And as years go on, you begin to wonder if love really exists, if someone like me gets the man. You sit down in coffee shops with friends, who lower the sound of their voices to a whisper as they say, we just hope you don't turn out like so-and-so who's 50 years old and has no children. With tears in their eyes, they grasp your hand and they say, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. Does God even hear this prayer? I think to myself internally, not wanting to verbalize it, Because how can you say that? How can I tell you that I don't trust that God will answer this prayer? I've watched him answer other prayers in my life and I've praised him in my circle of friends. I've gone to praise parties and celebrated the goodness of God. I've shared my praise reports. 
But internally, I watch as the one prayer I've prayed remains unanswered. Birthday girl. When I was about five years old, my mother took us on a church camp. I don't remember much about the trip, except for the bunk beds and a digital watch that I got. There's one part of the trip, though, that is so beautiful, it feels like a dream, as if this couldn't possibly be something that happened to me. I don't remember his name, but for the sake of the story, let's just call him James. James and I went to preschool together, and our parents were friends, and we went to the same church. In the early hours of the morning, when everyone was still fast asleep, I woke up to the sound of James calling my name. Angie, Angie, wake up. I opened my eyes a bit delirious and a bit confused. He smiled and said, put on your shoes, we're going for a walk. With my eyes still filled with the remnants of a good night's sleep, he pulled out a flashlight and held my hand as we walked up the hill. Now let's not discuss the fact that we were five years old here. These were very, very different times. Just before we reached the top of the hill, he blindfolded me and led me up the final few steps. As he removed the blindfold, the sun was hitting the mountain as the dew glistened with nothing but the sound of the ocean crashing beyond us. He looked over at me, opened up his arms and said, Happy birthday, Angie. This is my gift to you. It was and is the most romantic thing anyone has ever done for me. The beauty and innocence of that moment is something that I'll remember forever. He had no agenda. There were no games. There was no bottom line. Just a moment in time where someone made me feel like I was worthy of being celebrated, of being loved, even with my messy hair and crust still in my eyes. 24 years later, I would sit in a restaurant on my birthday, eating a really bad steak. I sat near the back so that no one could see that I was crying, and I would cry throughout my entire meal. Not only was I alone on my birthday, but the boy that I was seeing, the boy that I woke up to just the day before, the boy that was supposed to come with me on this trip, forgot my birthday. I waited the whole day. I checked my phone every five minutes, thinking maybe he's busy. Maybe he'll call tonight when he's home from work. But nothing. Over and over, throughout our involvement, he showed me that he did not value me. It would not be the first birthday he forgot, or the last time he'd make me cry. The same boy would show up at my house a week later, on his birthday, and ask for a champagne breakfast. He'd want me to spoil him and celebrate him throughout the day. And so I learned to hold back my tears and fake a smile. Maybe if I love him enough, if I treat him right, I thought to myself, one day he'll value me, one day I'll be good enough for him. But the sad reality that I would come to embrace is that he never would. Some people will never love you, no matter how good you are to them. If you are not careful, you will begin to see yourself as flawed through the eyes of people who aren't able to see your worth.
These people will call you wife material, but will never marry you. They'll expect the privileges of boyfriends without a commitment. You'll go crazy trying to earn their love. And no matter how well you learn to play their games, they'll change the rules every time. Losing is inevitable, but you still show up, hoping that maybe one day you'll be enough. You end up giving parts of yourself away and resenting them in the process. The truth is, is that he never broke me. I broke myself. I gave him too much power. I needed him too much. But in this journey, I've learned that I am a treasure, that the heart and essence of who I am holds great value and great worth. I won't put myself on sale anymore just to experience the high of a temporary love or the fleeting emotion of attention. Loving me will cost you something. But I promise you, it will be worth it in the end. This is a story of how I finally fell in love.